Would you turn real quick to page 132? We need to have a short conversation about turn to the person next to you and say, there is spiritual warfare. Okay, turn to page 132. Are you guys, you guys have, a, have another day tomorrow, but this is the last day of freedom. Let's get as much as we can out of it. We're going to go after uh, a few last strongholds and just really fire our weapons into the four R's, get better and better. But let's, one of the things that happens to us as young guys and young ladies is we need to be reminded at times, we know there's spiritual warfare, but we need to find the, where the verses are. So that when we enter into spiritual warfare, we feel, is this warfare we are able to contend? Stay with me. This is a key of why you're getting free. Now, you're, let's make up an outreach. Uh, anyone going to Nepal? Nobody knows. Okay. Most of you are coming to California. I get it. Okay. So Huntington Beach outreach, just on the waves there, you know? You work like an hour a day, kind of. And... Uh, make t-shirts. It's really fun. You'll be joining us. And so, no, we work harder than that. But wherever you go, now when they went to Miramar, that's real. You guys know some, some, some of your friends or new friends to come just went to Miramar, right? And they asked Christy and I to pray for them to, to really cover that trip. And if you know anything about Miramar, and many of us may not, but the history of Miramar is a history where there's been conquests in that nation and those conquests have left many people dead. And so it'd be, you could just Wikipedia that. It is, there's been borderline genocidal episodes in that nation. Adoram Judson, one of the original missionaries that went there. There's just been a period of time in that history where there's been conquest and death. And so that's what we would call when you're a missionary, stay with me, and you're going somewhere that there are spirits of the land. That would be a normal whether you're Pentecostal or evangelical, most would agree, like, there are spirits of the land. Can I get a witness from even anyone that was raised in a cessationist background? There still are demons down on here on the earth. One third of the number, the myriad, remember, a myriad of angels is in heaven. One third of the myriad was thrown down to earth. The Greek word for myriad is infinity. So there's more than two. Okay, it, it, even if you don't like to dance and worship, carry a flag, or even be seen outside with your Bible, okay, there's still more than two strong men down here called demons, okay? So when we go into a nation, how does that work? If me and my team, this is so key, have not dealt with some of these key strongholds like bitterness, like fear, or like shame, or even like unbelief, and we're functioning openly, or we're, we're not blessing each other. Our team is like, oh, yeah, that guy in the plane's a bummer, this and that. And we're being negative, we're being critical. What I would say to you is now your team, if you're, if you're all wearing armor, you've got some gaps in your armor. Do you get that? Because of sin, you've given the enemy jurisdiction to throw some arrows at your team. Now, when you go to a nation where there's conquest and sickness and disease and people are getting taken out, how many of us believe it'd be good to get unified on that United Airlines plane as fast ASAP, right? Not a little wiener dog prayer, but like a German shepherd prayer. Like, you know, I don't care how many rows are here in this. In Jesus' name, 
I let all bitterness go. I bless United Airlines. I bless this seat. I bless this magazine, United Airlines magazine. I bless my tennis shoes that are so old and ugly. I don't care. I bless. You just get in a different mode when you're going into warfare. True, right? If you don't go into warfare, you're just kind of more in a church mode. You know, it'll all work out. But if you're in going to a nation, that's why we're doing freedom. One of the applications is that you're able to go into that nation and take ground versus your nose getting punched the whole time. Like, man, I'm just so oppressed. I can't think. I can't get anything done. But no, you've done your homework in the Freedom Week in the weeks to come to get ready for the nations. So look at the spiritual warfare. Just reading a couple of verses. But this is in the Freedom Manual. And it's there for you to review what warfare is. And we're going to just do the blue words. Every child, page 132 of God, has been given a promise of victory over Satan. Let's read it again. Every child of God has been given a promise of victory over Satan. So that's that great verse in Isaiah 54. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Okay, so then down below, there's tremendous encouragement over how we have authority in Christ. The bottom of the page, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number two. Okay, I want to ask you this. When you think about resisting the devil, some people, that's why passivity's got to be gone. Because if you're passively, how many of you ever been with someone, man, I feel so condemned. Can I role play? If you feel condemned in your life, meaning condemnation has been taking your cookies. You know, and you've just been petting that tiger. Ooh, cutie, cutie, condemnation, be gone. You know, it's not working for you. The passive prayer doesn't move the kingdom of darkness. You have to rise in your authority and say, you know what? I'm sick of condemnation. You have ruined my life. I repent of it. I rebuke you. I replace it with joy. And there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those that are all in Christ. You just, you got to get wild on it. How long can you get wild on it? Have you, do you, can you pray wild for four seconds or 10 seconds I'm saying in war, sometimes you got to fire your gun for a good four minutes. When condemnation is kicking you in the head, you got to be able to go, no, I, don't, I resist this, I resist this. And you're praying those warfare prayers. So passivity is what delays us to have breakthrough. That's why you're free of passivity. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so glad I'm free of passivity. Yes. Do you see how this works? You see how this works? You're going to not be there like, one time we had prayer in the garage in Huntington Beach, and Chrissy rarely comes to those times, but she came out, and one of the circuit riders was sitting on the couch, and she watched him, and he sat there, and he didn't engage, you know, just kind of laying back, and Chrissy is a plumb line. I'm, I'm a little bit of a junior plumb line, uh, but my woman, man, if she's involved, it's the plumb line of the Lord, <laughs> and she looked at him and said, is that how you pray? Just like that. Man, I was loving it. I was like, whoa, okay. Great. Say it, say it again. Let it play. She goes, you mean you're out here with all these 50 circuit riders. They're crying out to God for America, and you're sitting on that couch, and you don't even engage? She goes, then why are you even here? 
you're not a missionary. You just want to go, go, just get a job. This isn't what you want to do. And he got up and he got his game on and went on to do incredible things in the kingdom. He had a huge breakthrough that day of deciding between, between being a lackadaisical believer and someone that engaged in the battle. I'm telling you, man. But he got called out by a wonderful woman and came into a wonderful calling. Number two, let's read in blue. It's important on page 132, top right. It's important that we recognize who our enemy is and what his tactics are. Read the Bible verse. We are not unaware of Satan's schemes. Read it again. We are not unaware of Satan's scheme. Let's read in blue. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, things in the natural realm. So that's true, right? Read 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we're fighting with heaven's weapons, which is the authority of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Christ on the cross, joyful repentance. Come on, man. Joyful repentance is a real friend. Take your sin to the cross. Enjoy. Receive his forgiveness, and then take authority over the enemy. And if you can do that as a team, which you can, you're going to have tremendous fruit. Let's look at number two on the top of page 133. Authority must be taken over Satan's attempts to hinder the work in the word of God. There are spiritual powers that must be broken. Now, I want to ask you as my uh, fellow scholars, if you were doing an American tour to university campuses in America, what would be the top three things you think you'd need to take authority over during pregame prayer? Depression? Intellectualism? Religion? Lust? Passivity. What is it? So, okay, so let's role play. So if you have a cigarette or team, they're driving in their van, and they're listening to some crazy hip-hop music that's talking about girls in a terrible way. But, but you're going into Satan's, Satan's waiting for you there with these philosophies. Three of the guys in the back don't like the three guys in the front. There's really no reason for it. They just have stopped liking people a long time ago. Are, are we on the same trip here? Did you join my trip? Okay, there's some... Okay, someone now calls out, we got to listen to worship, man. What are we doing? They put on some worship. Now one's stiff. They're quiet. No one's saying anything. It's tense. Now you pull into the college. So the, are you saying... Now, most colleges in America, this would be the number one thing that we've seen, like, on the eastern seaboard, have zero expectations for God. And the number one reason is because they've never encountered Jesus. So they don't know what happens when you're in his presence. So they've never been in his presence. They have no expectation. So if our Sergerider team gets out of the car with division, with carnality, with argumentation, no love, are they going to be able to walk in there and themselves have a God encounter in their preaching, in the worship, so those students can go, oh, my gosh, what is this? What's happening? No, the night falls flat. Who's discouraged at the end of the night? The team. What happened? Now what happens when you have a discouraged team that is not functioning in unity? Who do they turn on? Each other. Man, the speaker, man, what the heck, man? You're 
talk was like terrible. What were you doing? You know, all of a sudden, this and that. They don't go to God and go, we got to close our doors. We've got to close our doors. Dear Jesus Christ, we walked into a trap, not tomorrow night. Lord, we want to repent right now. Get our hearts right. And then revival hits the van. And then the next night, they don't even talk as good, but it blows up. Worship doesn't even go as long, and it blows up because God's in it. Can I encourage you? Don't go on your outreach every day, every day. Get up out of the morning and say, guys, is our team unified? Is our team in unity? You know, if somebody doesn't like to get out of bed with a smile, just put a sign next to their bed and said, for the next 90 days, you're getting up with a smile and put a Bible verse by it, okay? Get rid of that childhood grumpiness, jump out of bed and say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And you can do it in Christ. And unify that team so warfare isn't taking your team out. Do you, do you, I'm telling you, it's, it's so frustrating when warfare takes out a team. All right, let's keep going. What are some of those? Um, the last point is Satan's main deception in blue is deception or lying to us. Right? He lied to Adam and Eve. Right? It all starts with that. What's the next one? Top of page 133. Doubt. Say it out loud. Doubt. Doubt. When you start doubting yourself or doubting the call or doubting where you're going or doubting your team or doubting the word or doubting miracles, it, it, you got to close ranks on doubt and say, no, I repent of doubt. It's a form of unbelief. We're moving in faith for this outreach. Come on, baby, let's go. Someone calls you and says, man, last time a team went there, hundreds came to Christ. And you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen to our team? Forget that. You have nothing to do with the last outreach. What do they have to do with you? Repent of doubt and look at Christ and let him do the miracles that time on that outreach. This isn't a compare and contrast. This is an obey God in the moment time for outreach, okay? What's the last thing? We said it already is lies. And the enemy will lie to you that you don't have what it takes. People don't love you. No one really wants to listen to you, etc. Right when I was walking in the door, one of my cigarette writer friends called me from somewhere in the world and said, man, I just don't know if I can speak. I'm not a speaker. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I got five minutes. You've, you've given me two talks. Both times I cried. It was so electric. What happened? Did you open the door to doubt? Okay, let's repent right now. <laughs> 13 seconds of repentance. I feel so much different. Okay, go get in there and talk. Bye. I love you. It's just, it's that quick. Do you get what I'm saying? These aren't religious you know, we got to get, let's build a portable prayer room. We don't have time to build a portable prayer room. Get the wood. What? Every morning we have to build a wooden prayer room like an Ark of the Covenant and just jump in there? Yes. Where is the team assigned to the wood gathering? All right, everybody, it's been nine hours. Get in. You know, it starts out, hallelujah. Uh-huh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then you look at each other with those crazy love eyes. Hallelujah. You're like, that is such a social boundary breaker, man. Stop it. That's not what prayer is supposed to be. It's quick. It's direct. The Lord knows you're tired. He knows you're tired. So your 30 seconds of unified prayer moves heaven. 
Okay, turn the next page. Next pages. Next page. All right. Blue. The Bible uses several metaphors. We're almost out of this warfare. To describe the fight of faith, trust the believer must wage against the evil one. Okay, so, boom. What are we described as in the scripture? A, boxers. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. That is us. We're, we're literally a metaphor that we should be like boxers, fighting and working forward. Two, soldiers. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer, which is, of course, Jesus. So we're described as boxers, soldiers. How about the next one? Wrestlers. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. We had a young woman that came. Uh, she's here on the campus. She doesn't mind me telling her story. It's Rhonda Barker. Uh, she was 20 years old, raised in a house where condemnation was handed out like candy. So she was just glued to condemnation, and she was in my living room as a 20-year-old. And Christy had her stand there and said, look, I can pray you free, but until you throw a fit on this, it's going to bother you the rest of your life. And then Christy took a chair in her favorite chair and just sat there, just cool as can be. I think Christy went and made herself tea. No, that's kind of awkward. You wait there with your condemnation issue. I'm going to get some tea. And until you're serious about it, I'm just going to have tea. Because I can't free you. It's you that wants to be free. So Christy at that time had been hit with a, that wild prophetic gift. And so she's sitting there. And I was kind of looking in because I get curious about these things. They're fun. So I was looking around the corner like, what's going to go on? You know, is it going to be a girl fight? Or is Rhonda going to get wild? I'd never heard Rhonda yell, raise her voice, do anything. She's so sweet. All of a sudden, this blood-curdling, I've had enough, comes out of her mouth. And she just started pacing around that living room like, I've lived this way my whole life. I am sick of it, God. Get rid of it. I repent of it. And not only does she get bone-delivered, but the prophetic gift lands on her, and her ears start burning with fire. And she instantly walks into a, a global prophetic gift. Just like that. Just be, and God honored her to rise up as a boxer, a female boxer, and say, I've had enough being bullied by this atmosphere. It's got to go, or I'm not going to be here anymore. You've got to go. And she fought back with spiritual authority and won. I've seen that all over the world. I was at the Oval, where our, uh, the Twins of Glory know the Oval here. And they, there I was. There was a woman that came. She was sitting there, and she goes, I can't talk. I said, oh, my gosh, did you injure your vocal cords? No, they're perfect. Okay. Perfect vocal cord. Is there an autoimmune disease I need to know about? No, I'm perfectly healthy. Um, great. Uh, you're perfectly healthy. You can't talk. Is there any mechanical problems that I should know about with your throat? No, everything works great. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, when in doubt, shout. So right now is a moment for you to raise your voice and to get wild. And she tried, and she'd been in an abusive environment. And she had been yelled at and abused for 20 years. And I said, I'm going to stand here until we push this bully off you. And I'll just witness it. She went, Jesus, Jesus. And then all of a sudden it broke through. And her full voice came out. 
Jesus, Jesus, I'm done, God. I'm done, God. Give me my voice back. I'm like, you got it back already? You got it back. Go. And she just started worshiping God and praising God. And the power of God came down in that room. People were just getting wasted by God because this woman just punched, punched back at a bullying demon that was bullying her from a decade of abuse, not sexual abuse, but, but that verbal abuse. And she took back her identity, her calling, and she went on to be in full-time ministry and is killing it ever since. There are moments where you've got to go to war. Come on, Fire and Fragrance. Are you good with that? Are you good with that? That Not everything's going to go away with a poem and a wonderful prayer. There's times where you got to go up to the soccer field and say, I've had enough with this addiction. And I'm going to either walk away or the addiction's going to walk away. And I guarantee you I'm walking away. And this addiction is over. And you just begin to pray like you've never prayed before. What, are, what does it mean to resist the devil? You resist him in truth righteousness, your salvation. It's really the armor of God, the word of God. And let's go to the next page. Number two and number three, praise is a mighty weapon when you're taking back your original design. How Don't ever discount worshiping God for 15 minutes out loud what it will do. Can I tell you my Tasha Cobb story? This wildness. Now, you know that Chrissy just temporarized this, this ridiculous flu. You can be healed and have the flu, you know. And so she has 38 years, as you know, some of you have heard, 38 years of crippling neurological Lyme disease. The last seven years have been really excruciating with her being bedridden and pain beyond I can describe. Sometimes 20 seizures a day. Um, but she had a word, February 23rd, 2012, that the send would begin in Orlando, Florida. And at Orlando, Florida, uh, she would be healed. And I totally, I knew the word, but I forgot the date. But did you know that February 23rd, 2019, was seven years to the date Orlando send, and Christy was healed 10 minutes to go when Bill Johnson laid hands on her, and Limes was completely eradicated out of her body, just like that. Just boom. The glory of Jesus Christ healed her. It was, it is still, and it is, and it's the craziest moment I've ever been part of in my life. So getting to know Christy, I've never known her healthy. I dated her sick. I only know her sick, and so I'm learning a whole new woman, and it's wild to be married 34 years and come home and go, I, I haven't met this woman before. This is so fun. Like, it's wildness, and I'll just look like, I just sometimes, people have seen me publicly not speak because I'm just enamored watching her, like, that is so good. Jeez. Gosh. You know, like, why don't you speak more? I go, dude, I'm mesmerized right now. I've done 34 years of caretaking. My gal's on a stage talking. Do you think I want to hear from myself? No, this is what I've been waiting for. I mean, come on, you know, why don't you get up there and say a wild prayer? Wild prayer, no time. Christy time. <laughs> Christy time right now. My time passed. Her time now. And so I come home, and I'm, I'm like, I, my house, you understand, the garage in, in Huntington Beach you may not understand this, but my garage has recorded live albums. Now, when you record a live album in a garage with a full circuit rider band, there's no one within a mile of your house that does not hear the album being recorded. And how many of us know to record a live album, it doesn't happen in six minutes. It is five days of playing the songs over and over and over again at full volume. I, I remember my electrical bill from that week was $660 just for the garage. 
I would pray in tongues, and I got new tongues for that week, too. <laughs> if you don't believe in tongues, you, do, you would if you had that kind of music busting out of your garage. And when you have a band, they have groupies, Christian groupies, <laughs> and they're hungry. And so while the music is being recorded in there, there's 35 guys in the rest of my house that I've never really met much. I don't, where, who are you? Oh, great. You heard of the Circuit Riders, and you're from... Pennsylvania, and you drove out. I'm so hungry. I must have spent another $800 feeding everyone Subway sandwiches over and over again. Just like, we just finished the six-footer. What else? Well, pizza? You know, you're just, you're just so in debt. You're so broke. The music's busting out. that You just feel like the police are going to come any moment. The electrical stuff, the wires are red in the house. You're like, I'm going to burn this rental house down. The jail cell is going to feel good. At least there's no money there. I have to buy stuff. It's going to work out. And then everyone coming over, they want ministry from Christians. We've been hearing about your prayer ministry. Pray for us. We're like, we're kind of in a bad mood. We've been listening to music at the top of our ears for five days. We don't care about people anymore. We're really mean now. So just sit and chill, dude. And keep your stronghold. You've had it your whole life. Another 10 minutes won't kill you. Okay, so... Um, yeah, it got ugly. It got ugly. All right, so this, this is going on, and I come home. So I've been part of wild times. Our record for people that lived in our house is 42 YWAMers for three months. For three months. They showed up. It was one of your doggone outreaches. The last, the last minute call, hey, you know, we're going to blaze in California for a little bit. Might be the whole time. Everything fell through, and we're leaving tomorrow. Do you think we could crash at your house? I go, well, sure, yeah. How many are there? Like, there's 30 of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm sure you all get along really good. And they marched in. Five were grumpy. Ten didn't talk. 15 were happy, and three, I'm not sure if they were saved. And they all walked in. And they just took over every room. All of a sudden, my refrigerator was their refrigerator filled with their food, and the counters were covered with Costco boxes of food they just bought for their outreach, and they made my house their base. I remember being in my bathtub, the only place I could be alone. And I closed the door, and as a grown man, I cried. I just cried. It wasn't loud. It just was tears. I said, God, I've never desired to die, but I do now. Take me home. For real, man. So I have had some crazy stuff. When we did Brave Love, there were 42. We moved out of our house, put dorms in our whole house with bunk beds. 42 of the wildest women lived in our house for three days. Now, they're all like Shannon Castile. Have you met Shannon Castile? That's, that one woman's like 90,000 women. You know, so when you have 40 women that strong, and they march out to the garage like, what country are we going to take? It makes a noise. Again, that's so scary. But nothing can compare to what I'm about to tell you. Christy Heald is a phenomenal encounter, man. I'm telling you. I, 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 uh, I'm driving home. I'm like a quarter mile away with my window down, and I hear the loudest music and it's gospel music. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, someone in the neighborhood. Pull up to my house, and it's coming out of my house. 
I'm like, man, the cigarette are banned. What are they doing? They're going to get me arrested. Look around, no cars, nothing except for my car. I'm like, man, this is the only person going to be home was my wife. But music would always make the neurology kick in, and she'd get so dizzy she'd fall to the ground. So I'm like, well, she's healed. She's not doing this. It's Tasha Cobb's Break Every Chain. I open the door, and I see a woman marching at such speed, with such strength, crying out to God, breaking every chain, worshiping God so violently. And she looked at me, and she goes, join in. <laughs> and I had a choice to make, man. Either I was going to be the passive wimp or the wild, flag-waving, crazy husband. And I'm just like, I'm going for broke. Freaking my book turned into my flag, and I was like, Break every chain, break every chain. I just went into it. I can't sing. I'm breaking chains. Christy's like, I have been healed. People are getting healed. They're calling in, and I'm just praying for them, and then I worship, and they call in, and they get healed. This guy's got cancer. He's getting healed right now. Say hi to him. With the music this loud, how can you hear him? It's chaos. It's wildness. What happened was so wild. What I'm saying to you is worship is a mighty weapon, and as soon as my wife was healed, Worship is blasting out of our house, and you'll find her marching. The neighbors come over and go, we love your singing. We love it when you march. We know people are getting healed. Come on, DTS Fire and Fragrance. Somebody's got to get their Tasha Cobbs on. Someone's got to get their Tasha. We should do Tasha Cobbs before the end of this morning. Get that thing going on there and break every chain. And we got to go out. We got to go out wild. Christy will often say to me, that, man, when I worship, the heavens open, and there's so much that happens more than just binding and loosing. It's heaven unleashed. The last thing is the anointing of God. And all of us have received those even more. Look at that. There's anointing. There's prayer. There's obedience. But, but we've, we've seen that. I've given you a good overview of warfare. Would you stand with me? We want to practice right now in Jesus' name something. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 1009, we're crushing it. Let's go. Okay, Lord, we just come before you right now. We just thank you, God, right now that we are, we are moving forward in fire and fragrance and saying, God, we are declaring war on strongholds that have been blocking us from our destiny. As of right now, we've been practicing, and we've been taking tremendous ground even while we practice. But right now, God, in the name of Jesus, we're going to another place. We're saying any nemesis... Any lie that has been plaguing us, that has been harming us, that's been oppressing us, that lie, we serve you notice right now that as of right now, fire and fragrance is rising up as boxers, God, as wrestlers, God, as soldiers, God, with the weapons of praise, God. And we will not relent until we are free because that is our right in Christ. We don't need to limp forward in our future with body image issues. We do not need to limp forward in our future with self-hatred issues. We don't need to limp forward with insecurity or inferiority. That is not our inheritance. It's fire and fragrance. And so in the name of Jesus, we come against this Jericho wall that has come against our generation and said, we will never fully be free. We'll always have to battle another thing after another. And right now, we want to declare a victory. A victory shout. And I, I think, what are the top lies that we're listening to, guys? Yell some out. Top three lies that this class fights all the time. I'm not, I'm not good at this. I'll never be able to resist temptation. 
I'm alone. I'll never be able to resist temptation. I'm not good enough. More lies? I don't belong here. I don't belong in this place. Comparison. Comparison. Look at that person. Do I have what they have? I don't know if I have what they have. Oh, no. You will not raise the money. That Jesus will not heal. I'm not good enough for God and to my left. What was it? My, oh, yeah. My voice doesn't matter. Someone's better qualified. Jesus won't meet me in my obedience. No one can understand. God won't what? God won't work through me. I am unwanted. I have the, okay, fear of man. I don't fit in. Neither do I. Let's get along. <laughs> My home's in heaven. I'm, just, I'm on loan down here. Let's go. In Jesus' name. That's, an, that's, that's some solid 12, 15 lies. Now, coming to class, believing those lies is miserable. Because we have to listen to the radio station of lies and then the radio station of God's truth. And they're fighting each other. And so we have to flip out right now and fight the individual lie that's coming against us. Where was the young, was it a young woman that said uh, to my left, what did you say? I don't have a voice. And did someone tell you that? Did they interrupt you since childhood? Do you have older brothers and sisters? And so you, are you like the third? You're the middle of three? I get it. Well, nothing we can do about that. Of course not. You know we're just having fun. That God's giving you an A for patience, but it's time for you to move into your destiny. In Jesus' name. Would you like to, from right where you're at, just take a little punch at that lie? Ma'am, what's your name? What is it? Nicola? Nicola, why don't you just say out loud right where you're at, and then we're going to join you in a wild brawl against all our own lies. But why don't you lead the army a little bit here? And why don't you just declare, I have a sound. I have a message. And it's critical and it's important. You know, just start saying stuff like that. Can you go for that for 20 seconds out loud, as loud as you can? And trust me, we want to listen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. It matters. You want to listen to me. I can change a generation. My voice has power. God, you listen to me. Yeah. Yeah.
best. Let's go. Let's go. So every one of us probably has a key lie that we've been listening to too long. Can we go 60 seconds and just declare the opposite of that lie? Just, just throw a fit, a Holy Ghost fit, that there's no way that lie is going to follow you around anymore. This is the way we're going to treat that lie all quarter long in Jesus' name. Anybody left in this room that really doesn't like who they are, really hates themselves, has that fight, punch that thing, man. That's a demon. Punch that thing in the face because there's no way that self-hatred can survive the presence of Jesus Christ. we got to go. Okay, 60 seconds. You got your lie? Everybody think of the lie that's been pounding you. Is, you got your lie? It's yelling at you all the time. Anyone have a lie that they're not kind? Just wave a finger if you're that guy. Yeah, I hear that. Man, make sure you say you're kind. Because I don't see God coming down and saying you're not kind. I think that's Lucifer's special assistant that got to you. Make sure you punch him with the authority of Christ. We need to teach the enemy a lesson that he does not mess with the bride. In Jesus' name. Let's go. 60 seconds. Let's go for it. On three. One, two, three. Let's pray. We don't know that we, I don't, I don't remember a quarter where we opened the freedom manual to spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is increasing in the land, so we have to train our graduates. It always was done in YWAM in the early decades that we are ready for spiritual warfare. Seriously, it's just in the Bible. So I think this last little piece of warfare I want to pray about is that sometimes the enemy resists us. He resists us. He, he fights. He won't break off of us, and I believe it is time for miracles in fire and fragrance. There are so many. How many do you agree? I mean, so many of my friends are getting sick. I'm not thinking of Christine, a little flu moment. I'm talking about just great circuit riders with crazy autoimmune things suddenly. I heard about the Miramar, some of the crew. One of our guys was going over, was in the hospital three times, healthy as Graham Marshall. Just they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. It just, it's not making sense. We had a circuit rider have to go home and get specialized treatment for arthritis. You know that that IV stuff that's like chemotherapy. That can't be the new inheritance of young, uh, young generation. I, I really believe our hands need to break that, the back. Jesus threw us of disease. I know that every one of you can deliver a demon just like that. No, don't. I mean, come on. With some Bible verses in your back pocket, as you can just pull those verses out, you can bind a demon and free someone up. But I want to see sickness bound as easily as demons. And I know you want it more than me. And let's just pray all together that the resistant disease that wants to intimidate all of us on our outreaches is going to go down this time. And we're going to see a breakout through the every and the all in this quarter. Well, can we all join our prayers together and just start, what, what disease has been bugging you? Has cancer whacked someone in your family? MS, what is it? Someone have mental, real trauma stuff that's going on in their head? Let's go for that this army is going to do damage on disease. In Jesus' name. Can we go 30 seconds and declare war on disease? And that God's going to use us to be a breaker school for disease in Jesus' name. We don't need to get to the send in Kansas City for, for disease to be healed. God doesn't work through events. He works through you. In Jesus' name. Let's pray all together on three. God, we are asking you, Lord. We're asking you, God. Will you break through with all diseases? Go to the pit of hell. Every disease. MS autoimmune diseases. Go down in Jesus' name.
We pray for a breakthrough. That's it. Now, I want us to pray that we're not going to be intimidated of sexual bondage. People that are in addictions, we, we've got to get beyond it. It's been, I've been really fighting for this with the circuit riders, that we have normalized the ability to help anyone with any sexual issue. That we're not afraid, we're not intimidated, we're going to do it all in love. But we just don't want it to be a taboo subject anymore so people can come forward, tell what's going on, and get help. Yeah, I know you feel the same way. Don't you feel the same way? A generation inundated in television and all this stuff, you get it. Let's make that thing just like, no, we're not afraid to help people in Jesus' name. That's our final prayer. Let's just pray that out. Lord, we're not afraid of this subject anymore in Jesus' name. We're not afraid to help people. We're not afraid to see people free, God. We are not afraid anymore, God. We will not be afraid. It's the love of Christ. It's the love of Jesus that breaks the yoke, that breaks the yoke. It's the love of Jesus. It's the love of Jesus. We praise you, God. We worship you, God. You will break every yoke, every yoke broken. The yokes are broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, have a seat. Man, that was awesome. You guys doing good? Want to go a little longer and finish this baby up? Come on. All right, I'm going to pull this up. Wow. Give me just, can you give me just five seconds to pull something up here from my, uh, I have a, um, is that Philip Dodge's voice? No. He is here. He is a crazy man. Watch out for Philip Dodge. If you're normal, you won't be after Philip Dodge gets to you. He's a cowboy. Um, right? I told him he was coming over here to get married, and he rebuked me. I didn't feel that was called for. So talk to him about that. Um, but he's just so handsome. I just didn't think it could last. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm pulling up something special just for you. Just one second. Do you know I have a teaching site called SalvationEncounter.com? SalvationEncounter.com. And it's got all these free PDFs you can download on freedom. There's all kinds of fun ones in there, things that you might enjoy getting free of, like freedom from pride. Wouldn't that just be fun to do that? That, that just seems too crazy for DTS, though. But you could, you could look that up if you wanted to. Um, or we could do it here. I don't know if that's something you, you were interested in. I mean, that's pretty hardcore, though. I mean, that's more a secondary course. Let's go. Let's go. All right, I'm pulling this thing up. The reason I want to do this is let's make sure we're in radical servant humility as we go out this quarter. Are you guys up for that? Just crazy, radical Jesus servant. Let me see if I can open it. Sometimes the Wi-Fi isn't always the, the most enjoyable in the tent. We believe in it, though. We bless the Wi-Fi, God. Of course we do. But it's amazing. Oh, it's, something's moving forward. We believe you. And it happened. Thank you, Lord. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Put, put, push the guy's elbow kind of like with your fist and say, this is not going to hurt. It's going to help. Okay. We're going to blitz. I want to do, do 20 minutes on pride. I want to do 20 minutes on entitlements. And then I want to play some Tasha Cobbs. I, 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 we got to go out the right way. <laughs> this is like going to Knott's Berry. We're not going to Disneyland right now. 
We're going to Knott's Berry. Some of the rides are a little bumpy. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. They got corn dogs. They're, they're, not, they're good. They're good. By faith, eat it. All right. When pride comes, friends, turn to the person next to you and say, what happens when pride comes? Disgrace. Ah, what a bummer. But when humility comes, wisdom. What when humility comes, wisdom. Do you know what pride is? Pride is when we have an overly, uh, how, would, how would I say it? Overly high opinion of oneself. And we're self-absorbed. Nobody has that, so relax. This is to help others. All right? It's about helping others right now. Okay? But when we have pride, we really typically we get stuck in this rut where life is about us. We're looking for fulfillment, but we're stuck in life is about us. But life is about others. And when life's about others, we're in humility. When life's about us, we're getting offended. We're getting upset with people. We're getting disappointed with people. But it's like, no, I'm here to serve people. We get joy, love, and the Holy Spirit. There's a switch. How many of you in the same day fell in love with your buddy again when you went over to the humility corner? But when you're over in the pride corner, all you could see is all the warts on him. Have you had that experience? My buddy's no good, but then you didn't see his warts. You saw, you saw him through Christ, and you got nuts, and you guys had the best day of your life. Self-absorption is when we, we take offense easily, or anyone ever here, don't raise your hand, been jealous of what someone else wants. You want it for yourself. You're not able to celebrate. You know how you know that? When someone gives you good news, you're quiet. You won't believe what happened. I freaking got an envelope, 1000 bucks for outreach. Woo! Oh. oh, okay, 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 oh, great. I don't know why I got it. I, I didn't even want it. It, it, it. It's for you. Oh, good. Yay. You gave it to us. You know, s- s- jealousy. You ever gotten a great haircut and you walked into a room and you got this silent, hmm. It's, it, that's called jealousy. Okay. <laughs> That's called jealousy, friends. And when we're in that pride, right, the simplicity to pride is we're thinking about ourselves because we are the center of the universe. But in Christianity, Jesus is the center of the universe, and we're humble because he's done so much. Anyone here want to nuke this baby just a little bit today? We know, we know that when we're in pride, we're oftentimes gossiping about other people because, remember, life's about us. But when we're in God... We're blessing other people and encouraging them. It's a switch. How many of us want to be the radical servant like Jesus? Blessing people. Of course, we all do. Now, when we're diagnosing pride in our life, we we literally become someone that just sees the shortcomings in other people. You can't see who they fully are. You just see what's missing. Oh, have you ever gone to a movie with a guy that is going to criticize it no matter what? I have. And, and I love going with them because I'm like, they, I'm the guy that drives them crazy. What do you think of the movie? I don't know. When I get popcorn, that's it for me. Well, what about the movie? It doesn't matter. I have a jug of popcorn in my hands, dude, and I love it. But what did you think about the movie? Oh, I loved it, dude. The colors were amazing. The people, man, it was a great movie. Man, why don't you get into it more? Because I like going with you. 
So if I'm hanging out with you, that's second. That's my favorite thing to do. So I don't really care what we do. But then over here, it's like, well, what about that one part? It didn't seem like it was congruent. I go, I don't even know what congruent means. <laughs> because I buttered every layer in mine. I, I put butter on the bottom layer, the middle layer, the three-quarter top layer, and the top layer. So I don't know, but I know my popcorn's congruent. <laughs> but when we're in that, we're always finding the shortcomings. It's easy to find shortcomings. And when we know that we're functioning in pride, it's, it's something about not needing others, right? Because we're really an island instead of like, I desperately need you in my life. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, let's break this island living. Let's break this island living. We need each other. We need each other, don't we? Come on, man. It's so true. Now, does anyone here ever find themselves struggling with arguing with other people? You love being right versus in relationship. When we always want to be right, sometimes relationships can suffer. It's hard to stay married if you just want to be right all the time. Because marriage is about compromising sometimes because both people are right. Or in my case, my wife is right uh, most of the time. Seriously, it's awesome. I love it. So what is humility? Let's get on something positive. And humility is being willing to be known for who you really are. Let's say it out loud. I want to be known for who I really am. That's what humility is, friends. Okay? And it's totally being dependent on Jesus Christ, not yourself. You're totally dependent on Jesus. Jesus, you're going to free me. Jesus, you're going to do this. You're not depending on yourself. And then you're totally bowing to Jesus as your Lord. You're saying, Jesus, you're my Lord. You run my life. I love it that way. I don't want to run my life because when I do, it goes bad. Take over my life. Surrender your entertainment to God. Surrender your future. Surrender your future spouse to the Lord. Just bring it all into the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Isn't that the best? And so then when we walk in humility, we start to go, wow, I'm going to view myself as a servant to everyone. Fire and fragrance, the rest of the quarter. Let's be a servant to every other person in this room. That's a culture shift. Instead of being served, let's serve our leaders. Let's serve our staff. When the staff are bringing the fruit drinks in, man, pull out your portable fruit drink and give them one. Right? Christy would say this often, like, I will not meet with you, ma'am, unless you bring me a milkshake. They go, milkshake? You don't drink milk. I go, yeah, my milkshake means this. Bring me something I'm excited about. Don't come to suck me dry. I'll meet with you, but bring me something I'm stoked on. Because I'm stoked, and I don't want to meet with you if it's about all your problems that Jesus already solved. And they're like, do you still want to meet with me? And they're like, oh, uh, you, mm, uh, okay, well, when you get a milkshake, come and bring it to me. And they all come and meet with her eventually in the month, like, I got my milkshake. I want to tell you about this cool thing that God did in my life versus being stuck on everything negative in your life. And you really don't want help. You just want to tell someone. Isn't that true for some people? Okay, can I keep going? This is wildness on Thursday. Wildness on Thursday. When we're walking in humility, we want others to be lifted up around us. We're stoked when our sister sings that worship song that blows up the room. Or we're stoked when that young man says something crazy and a bunch of guys are stoked. We're not comparing ourselves. We're like, I love that. Let it continue on, Jesus. And we're excited about that. 
Let's go to some scriptures about this, all right? So the opposite spirit of pride is humility. Let's put that in our hearts. And I love this scripture about humility. You rescue those who are humble, but you humiliate the proud. He guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches them his way. How many of us would say that it would be a super awesome quarter if we did some damage to pride? The Bible says that pride breeds quarrels, arguments, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. And pride always brings destruction. A prideful spirit is there before a fall. So the safest way to not fall into sexual sin is to walk in humility. The safest place to stay in right relationships with others is to walk in humility. The radical servant is Jesus Christ, the one who's stoked on others being blessed. Isn't it fun to give people, like, encouragement versus waiting to be addressed in your chair? You know, if this is a student, not in this class, but I've seen this for years, they're just kind of waiting for someone to always blow them up. If they, that's not the purpose of DTS. Yeah. Yes, you will be blown up. But it's when you get off your chair and go, I don't know your name. Great. Start a fire right there. It's about getting out of self yes. and getting into Christ. Yes. The quarter's way better. How many know that even in the cafeterias, pretty soon everyone's sitting kind of in groups? Be the one that goes to every single group. Don't go into high school mode. Go into Jesus mode. And just sit down with 10 perfect strangers. Hey, I don't know any of you guys in class. I'm thinking about going humble right now. And they're like, we just want to eat and talk to ourselves. No, I just want to know everybody's name. I've done that up there numerous times in the cafeteria. just been the humble guy. And literally, guys will get mad. Don't interrupt my meal. And I go, I'm going to interrupt your meal. I just want to eat my meal. I want to know your name. What's your name? My name is Charlie. Charlie, looks like you're a pretty good eater. I mean, you're just chewing that stuff quick. I mean, I like that about you. And just stun them with something funny to create relationship, right? We're not here to serve. We're be served. We're here to serve others. Do you guys want to pray this out? Let's just absolutely say, God, it's time for us to walk in wild humility in this quarter and that pride's got to be kicked out of our lives and we want to humble ourselves before Jesus Christ, including any sort of jealousy towards each other. Right? It's amazing when someone walks in in culture now. I mean, there's such an intensity on clothes. I mean, it was funny. We'd have these cigarette nights, and somebody would, would get, you know, people know how to find clothes for cheap. They don't go, like, your generation doesn't go, like, well, I bought those $200 pair dollar jeans for $200. They're like, I got them for $11 through this deal. But then there's always the six kids, like, they're wearing $200 jeans. We need to put them on a website. I'm like, man, how did you have time to discern all that? Lindy was leading worship, man. I was wrecked. I wanted to go to the nations again. And you were getting into that guy's jeans? Jim Pete, I don't even know if that's a guy, but don't do that. Like, let's get after God. They bought those jeans. I just asked him for $11 at Goodwill. Does, does that make sense? People get into such trivial criticism of each other, and it doesn't work. So stand up with me. Let's rock on this, okay? We're done with pride. Let's repent of it. Let's get as wild as we were in that warfare prayer that we're saying this has got to go, and it's over in Jesus' name. So let's pray this out.
I repent of the sin of pride. Arrogance. You're done. I'm finished. I will think of myself in a humble way. I am moving out of self-absorption. Into serving others. Into blessing others. Encouraging others. In Jesus' name. I receive God's forgiveness. The infilling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. I replace the sin of pride and walk in humility. I will renew my mind continually and meditate on humility from Scripture. And I rebuke the, the sin and attitude and spirit of pride. Away from my life. Away from my time in the Word. I choose humility. Be elevated, Jesus. Let's just go for 30 seconds. Like, we've, we've, like, you know, say we elevate ourselves even two inches too high. Let's go for the broke and say, no, Jesus, you're the only one that's lifted up. You're the only one that's lifted up. And say, Jesus, I humble myself before you. Go higher in my life. Go higher in my life. Go higher in my life. I'm done with pride. Go higher in my life. Let's go for 30 seconds of Jesus. Go higher. Jesus, go higher. Go higher in my life. I only want you, Jesus. Go higher in my life. Lord, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name that Stay with me in this prayer here. This is the final prayer on this. We'll move on. But, you know, oftentimes good, good men, good women that are older than me, older than uh, all of us, will tell us that when we operate in independence and we don't let people into our lives, that is the trail that always leads us into greater areas of sin. So when you, when you let's go to a married couple. How did that married guy or married gal end up in adultery? It wasn't just that day that they saw that person. But if you walk them back a year prior, there's patterns of them leaving the scriptures and operating in pride that whole year. So that was just the culminating effect because their heart had become hard. Does that make sense? Is you don't jump into the neighbor lady's bed on the, the first time you see her. It's a season of pride, of not opening up, and being vulnerable and interdependent. And that's how the scriptures say that's how we're to live. So that people are able to walk and walk with us in a clear way. How many of us feel like this DTS is time for interdependence? Yeah. Our small groups need to just blow up with wild interdependence. Our tour teams when announced and put together. Our outreach teams need to just blow up with such love for each other. We've got a, this. This is the crew right here. This is the family to break into new realms. In Christ Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we're asking right now that you would take your arrow and you would fire at the pride that wants to rob us of real relationships in this generation. We're tired of being alone. We're tired of being alone. We want real friendships, friendships with each other, God. We don't want any walls up in our own lives. We all decide to throw our walls down and to trust each other for the first time, God. 
If not now, when? We want to break the generational pattern of not trusting people in Jesus' name, of being skeptical, seeing weakness, the warts in their life. We want to see people like you do, Jesus, in their original design, blessing them wildly and not seeing all their, fo- their, their frailty and their lack in Jesus' name. Lord, right now, would you arrest pride and bring them out of this place, all philosophies of pride, in Jesus' name. And we just thank you that you're doing that right now. Amen. All right, have a seat. That was, that was ridiculous, in Jesus' name. Oh, would you stand back up? I'm getting a hot note from Christy. A little more prayer. Stand back up. Let's do it. Here we go. Whoa, this is awesome. The, there's three lies that the enemy has brought against us this morning and probably brought against all of us, and we want to break these lies with some thunder. Can we do that? Yeah. Number one, this is so ridiculous. She didn't know what I was even teaching on. She said, the class is to renounce the lie that they're lazy and entitled. She goes, it's a demonic lie. It's been coming against them for a long time. They need to run over it like a truck. All right. Let's do it. Lord, right now we declare war on lies in Jesus' name. This lie that we're lazy and entitled, and we break it in the name of Jesus. We are not lazy. We are not entitled. We we refuse that lie in Jesus' name. We refuse that lie in Jesus' name. And what happens, Christy says, is when we're living in that lie, thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm lazy, I'm entitled. We're distracted by that lie, and we don't see ourselves in our full potential. Instead of seeing ourselves in our design, we're seeing ourselves through negativity and that, those lies from the pit of hell. And so right now, let's just pray that we won't see ourselves anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see ourselves in our full potential. It's time for full potential. Let's say it. It's time for full potential. It's time for full potential. We're going to see ourselves the right way. We're not what the enemy says. We're what Jesus says. We are free. In Jesus' name. All right. That's good. Let's see if another one's coming in here. Let's wait for it. Got to work in unusual ways. Thank God for phones and modern-day prophecy. Let's beam it over. Why not? Jesus would use it if he was here. You don't think Jesus would have a smartphone? The smartest person, God, in the world? He'd probably have a smarter phone. Thank you, God. We just thank you, Lord, that you're breaking these lies. And so as we're in this spirit of prayer getting ready for a Tasha Cobb's breakout, let's go after these lies of the enemy that, as about being entitled. Because really entitlement says we have a right to something when really our rights are in Christ. We surrender our rights to Jesus, right? So let's, let's throw a few of these in the burn pile, right? Lord, we just take the right to be recognized. Do you want to throw that in the burn barrel? Let's pray that out. Lord, the right to be recognized is going in Jesus' name. We give up that right in Jesus' name. We give up that right in Jesus' name. Sometimes as believers, we want the right to be understood. And we will be understood, but, but not by everyone. 
So we have to give up that right to be understood every time. So, Lord, we surrender that right to you. We thank you that you understand us, that you're with us. And we are understood by some, but it won't necessarily be all. And we surrender that to you in Jesus' name. We surrender and give up the right to our reputation, Jesus. We throw that into the burn pile, God. You are our reputation. You define our reputation. You are the king of our reputation in Jesus' name. Let's throw this one in, the right to time. Let's surrender our time to Jesus Christ, can we? Lord, you have the right to wake us up in the middle of the night with dreams. You have the right to interrupt our lives with God encounters. You have the right to tell us while we're walking somewhere exhausted to go over and talk to someone and bless them. You have the right to tell us to raise our hands in worship when we don't want to. You, you absolutely have the right, God, to put us on any outreach team you want. Send it. Send it. Hashtag send it in Jesus' name. Send us, oh, Lord, we are ready in Jesus' name. Work through leadership. Put it all together. God, we give up the right in Jesus' name to comfort. Thank you, Lord, for crazy cockroaches trying to sneak in our rooms at night. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for a line by the bathroom. Thank you, God, that the toilet was plugged when I needed it unplugged the most. Lord, we thank you, God. No toilet paper. What do I do? In the name of Jesus, God, we give up the right to comfort. We're missionaries. We are missionaries. We surrender comfort to Jesus Christ. We want to be able to tell stories, God. Wild stories, God, in Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We know that one of the things you give up a right to in DTS is dating. Isn't that right? Is that right still? Okay. You can still write a note to her, but you can't give it to her till it's over. Okay. But I guarantee that note will change many times during the six months, you know. So that's great. You got six months to rewrite it, rewrite it. You can write it on a leaf. You can write it on a piece of wood. You can write it on bark dust. I don't know. Be as creative as you want. Write it on stationery. But you never know. By the time DTS is over, someone else has got her a note a minute before yours. Whoa, what happened? Just never know. Let God just take care of it, would you? In Jesus' name. God, we give up the right to pursue women or men during this quarter. We want to go after you, Jesus Christ. This is our time to grow deep in foundation roots to you, Christ Jesus. Seriously, it's best for us to just go, if we ground ourselves in Christ, dating's going to be so much more fun in Jesus' name. God, we give up all that, and it's so exciting in Jesus' name. Let's give up the right to complain. Lord, we throw that right to complain. Let's pray it out. The right to complain, we throw that up. We have the right to worship you, Jesus. We want to worship you, Jesus. Doesn't mean there won't be hard days and we won't be stretched. But, Father, we, put the, we, we just burn Winer's Corner in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. All entitlements, God, we give to you, and we declare that we are not lazy and entitled. We have completely surrendered ourselves to the Lordship of Christ in this class in Jesus' name. Let's say it again. We've surrendered ourselves, we surrendered ourselves to Jesus Christ. Here's the second assignment and curse the enemy said about you guys. Ready for this one? This is from Christy. That you would talk, but you'd never follow through. 
Yeah, you'll pray, you'll worship, you'll stand on your chair. But when it comes to it, you won't walk into it. I think some demon needs a punch to the face in the name of Jesus. That is audacious. That is a smelly, filthy lie from the pit of hell. And I'm not buying it. I'm not living in it. And I won't even listen to it. And I hope you feel the same way in Jesus' name. Let's pray this out. Simple obedience. Simple obedience. I was made for simple obedience. I was made for simple obedience. I actually do follow through. I actually do follow through. Because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God. He helps me in my weakness. He helps me in my weakness. I don't just talk. I do. I don't just talk. I do. So I renounce the lie. That I'll say something, but I won't follow through. That I'll say something, but I won't follow through. That is a lie. That is a lie. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How about one more lie? Curse of limitation. That you've been told over your life that literally there's things that you just can't do. Anyone just give me a groan that you've been told what you can't do. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's not just floating around the air. It's, it's been spoken against you. So that's why we talked about spiritual warfare. We're taking authority over that lie that's been empowered against you, and we're going to shatter limitations over everyone's life. Can we all celebrate this and get wild on this one before we get into celebration mode? Let's pray this out. In Jesus' name, I forgive those who have said this against me. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know who I was. I bless them, I bless them in the name of Jesus. With zero limitations. With zero limitations. But as for the lie of limitations. But as for the lie of limitations. That says there's things I could never do. That says there's things I could never do. I refuse that lie. I refuse that lie. I refuse that lie. I have permission. To dream, to, dream to, soar, to soar, to go into anything God says. There is no ceiling over my head. So in Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of limitation over my life. Break in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. Yes, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you're doing that, God. And that means that anyone in here could heal the sick. That means that anyone in here can preach the gospel. That means that anyone in here can be full-time missions, full-time business, full-time politics, full-time doctor. Anybody, there's no limit on any of us. Any way we've been limited, they said, well, we're not smart enough educationally. Any of us can go back to college and get any grade point you want. In Jesus' name, God, you will provide provision for us, God. Those of us that need cars when we go home, you'll provide a car. There's no limitation. There's no limitation on relationships. There's no limitations on my social ability. There's no limitations, God, on how I talk. There's no limitations, Father, in Jesus' name. I am not what the enemy says. I am only filled with Christ. And through Christ, all things can be done in Jesus' name. I renounce any way anyone said that my physical appearance has limitation. That is bull. In the name of Jesus, and I will not receive it. 
I will not receive any words about my hair, my eyes, my height, my shoes, my pants, my shirt, my legs, my toes, my fingers, whatever it is that's demonic, and we will not listen to it in Jesus' name. We will only be what Jesus says. In the name of Jesus, we take back our identity at the end of this week. We are living ambassadors for Christ. We are children of the living God. We are saints on a mission. In the name of Jesus, God. We have a Jesus that loves us unconditionally in the name of Jesus. And we are free from passivity and fear and pride and shame and insecurity and generational curses and actual curses on our life. We are free, God, of this business. We took authority over it. And we will live more free the rest of this quarter. When moments come, we know how to fight. We'll take the four hours. We'll go crazy in Jesus' name. Okay, as we close class, we're going to, we're quitting early to do a little worship. How about that? Uh, do we have Tasha Cobbs? Does that, do we have the ability to play music? Can we do that just to honor that crazy moment I had? Break every chains. And then you can play whatever hip-hop music you want. Come on, you go to the back of your book, your 172, just before we hit it. Just put that on a little pause just for a sec. But you got it. I love you, and you found it. Okay, are you ready for this? On page 175, we're going out in faith. We're going out in faith. Elbow the person next to you and say, I'm going to rise up now. I'm going to rise up now. Here we go. On page 175, it says, instead of unbelief. Do you see that? Does everybody see that, instead of unbelief? Let's read all those verses with wildfire to basically ruin any sense of order in the tent next door. Let's, let's read this so loud that Andrew York gets wild on me. In Jesus' name. He's been ready, been texting me, <laughs> saying I'm so loud he wants me to come over there. In Jesus' name. Just come over here where the glory is. All right? I believe. Who believes? I believe that he exists and rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's me. That's me. I am sure of what I hope for and am certain of what I do not see. That's talking about me. I ask and believe without doubting because he who doubts is blown by the wind. Come on. I take up the shield of faith and extinguish the arrows of the evil one. Oh, baby, here comes. Here comes. Let's get it. I live by faith and not by sight. My faith does not rest in men's wisdom, but in God's power. I have faith in Jesus, and I will not only do what he did, but greater things. My faith will be amongst those that he finds when the Son of Man returns. I will receive whatever I ask for in prayer because I believe. I am undeserving, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Come on. Let's go. Such a great week. Whoa. Let's go. Thank you, guys. What a week. So awesome. We went crazy on freedom. Throw your book to the ground. You don't need it anymore. Let's go. Freedom is so fun. 
You know, it's so wild, dudes. This is crazy. As many of you know and don't know that I have a wild lung disease. It's an autoimmune disease. And that my last report in September was I only had 50% of my lungs working. Yeah, wild, isn't it? So when I preach like this, I'm always like by the third day dragging air. You may not notice it, but it's like it gets harder. I literally am louder than I've been in like four months. I'm like, it's, it's clearing. It's clearing. I'm telling you, I can't do this. Something's happening. What is happening? Come on, Jesus. Will you do it again in this place? Would you do something in this house? We're ready for you, Jesus. Would you heal the sick? Jesus. Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You are so awesome. And this crazy deal happened to me. You know, there's warfare over Brazil and Argentina, and those demons, I think, stopped by the house. And my, my right hip, I couldn't walk anymore. It was crazy. Just on a day, I could not walk on my right leg. I was walking like this in a day. And I thought, man, did I break my hip? It hurts so bad. Right around Christmas when you need a break. But the devil is a liar. <laughs> nope. I went straight to the, the little, you know, hoag place, whatever. I said, x-ray my hip. There's nothing wrong. She goes, there's nothing wrong with your hip. And I go, okay, I know the source of this. It's the devil himself. Trying to make it miserable for me to go to Brazil. Do you know I got a little physical therapy this time on the island? And one of your dudes prayed for me. Where's the wild, grizzled man from the mountains? Dan. Dan goes, Holy Spirit boldness. Todd White Jr. out in the parking lot. And he starts touching my leg and just, it was like he was doing surgery on it. Touching my gut, touching my leg. It was like he was in the Holy Spirit. And I said, I'll let you know how it feels tomorrow. I went home, and it was, I was walking around with no pain. Something is happening. I'm telling you, come on, baby. Chains are coming off. Chains are coming off. Chains are breaking off in fire and fragrance. So you ready? I'll turn this over to the leaders, but I don't know if you know all this, the words of Tasha Cobbs. Do you guys? But let's just get wild, dance around, have as much fun as we want, let you guys lead the show. And then uh, the leaders will come up and dance more, do whatever they want in the spirit. What a great week. I had a blast. I love you guys. I'm so proud of Fire and Fragrance. You guys are the best. Seriously, I honor you guys. You, you are just so fun. Let's go.